Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at whonewpodcast. And find us on Facebook. Today's episode is episode 12 of season 8, Death in Heaven. Missy's evil plan is revealed and the dead rise from the grave. This episode is written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Rachel Talalay. It originally aired on the 8th of November 2014 and was watched by 5.45 million viewers. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves. Hello, this is Kelsey. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, this is Brian. Hello, it's Frank. Hello, this is Auburn. Cybermen are now everywhere on the planet, but Kate, Osgood, and Unit calmly swoop to St. Paul's Cathedral, arrest Missy, and remind the Cybermen who's boss, the Doctor. (laughs) Suddenly, the Cybermen fly off and St. Paul's Dome opens to reveal more of them taking to the sky. They explode, releasing a gas for, as Missy describes it, pollinating. In the nether sphere, Seb tells Danny and the boy that they might be going home into their bodies, which, surprise, have had an upgrade. Across the planet, rainstorms appear over graveyards. The dead begin to rise as new Cybermen. In a morgue, Danny looks at his new face, grabs a document identifying him, and leaves. Um, I like the little bit where Kate shows up and she brings the damaged Cyberman head from previous uh, versions. And that's the type of Cyberman that showed up in the invasion with the second Doctor, that sort of look. Or no, sorry, that's the last time the Cyberman tried to take over the world like that. And then that head, I like to think that it's the one from the Ninth Doctor's episode uh, with Ben Staten in the museum because he might... He looks at one that looks just like that. Yeah, Dalek. Mm. One thing I like about both of these episodes is their use of things in our world, like the dark water being like X-ray revealing, um, and the word and the idea of pollinating, like Mm -hmm. and putting a science fiction um, slant on it. It, Like just by saying pollinating, it, it we we do all the work. Our, our brain because we know what pollinating means and i so i always like that when they can just refer to something and then we kind of put the pieces together in our minds yeah and, uh, i really like that now speaking of the pollinating and the the water was there a connection to the dark water from last episode to the rain no i think I, so oh, i never thought of that yeah, only no. because we watched these close together, like yeah. I, I connected the two. But yeah, I don't think there there was. Because in Dark Water, it's to mask. It's, it's like the whole X-ray. Other, yeah, yeah, it's like a whole other purpose. Where you this know, one's I, different. I just sort of subconsciously assumed it was. Yeah, it's all about water. Water's doing this. Water's doing that. And I didn't. Like, maybe even that the water that was drained was now the water that was traveling. I didn't really think much about it. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it can't be the same because they're two mechanisms. The the water effects though, like when it was going into the funeral home, was really neat. Like mm-hmm. uh, I always like that kind of natural stuff, like T two, you know, yeah. the, the liquidy stuff moving. And they did it really well. It looked looked very practical and very in scene. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, even the old school trick of running the film backwards to show the water <laughs> going up. And yeah. I, I'm kind of an idiot, though. Like, when you saw the mortician there and, and the floor underneath him and he didn't notice that the floor was all wet, I just thought it was shiny at first. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why are they featuring this floor? And I'm colorblind, so I'm like, is it red? Is it blood red? Why? I guess maybe they made maybe they made the floor blood red because it's going to be blood all over and it's easier to clean. And then it wasn't until something splashed that water that I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. That's what's going on. <laughs> I didn't like the idea because it just seemed like it came out of nowhere, just dropped from the sky, you might say, Eugene. But <laughs> it's this whole new technology of how they're going to make Cybermen that yeah. was never there before and it never was hinted at before. It's, it's really fast and loose. Was it yes. also Moffat that did the same thing to the angels? I think Weeping so. Angels? Okay. And it just changed. Yeah. yeah. I no, think no, just... the thinking the thinking behind it though is I think what we were saying on our last episode of um this is Missy's plan. But she is creating it's not the Cybermen are doing this. She's using Cybermen technology to do this. So right. she invented it. Right. But it just sort of got thrown in there yeah. at the last moment going, What? You're now just sending little nanites to replicate metal out of Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> like how does this how did all the mechanisms grow on all these corpses? And I I there was a moment where I was like, suspend your disbelief and just watch. Which a lot of times we do and this one just seemed too much. You know, yeah. occasionally we've talked about for each one of us there's a different line. And this one was just too much. Yeah. Like so much had been thrown at us. The last episode I really liked because it was bringing back other aspects, just little snippets. And yeah. this just came out of nowhere completely. Yeah. I, There's also I, this very small thing of, I'm just going to be a little special effect nitpicker where you see some of the Cybermen sitting up in the grave. And if you're buried six feet under and climb through a casket, you're not going to just sit up. You would have <laughs> been in a whole different position, but it's I'm not. It's a shallow gonna... grave. Yeah, well, it could be. What were you going to say, Albert? It's like, oh, this is deep enough. Just lying yeah. down. On um, the pollination, even the doctor, like the doctor has a speech where he says any, like one particle of this Cyberman pollen can convert living flesh to Cybermen. And Missy has found a way to make it convert the dead. But if it can already convert the living, why not just rain on the whole world? Exactly. You're done. <laughs> exactly. But, okay, so this is the the only and best, like, deus ex machina to explain everything away is that Missy is crazy, and this is all just a game, <laughs> and so it doesn't make sense. She's just yeah. bananas. Her, 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 her plan is very fluid. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Check that. I don't I have any problem with it, done it, it reminds me in the of season the where there's some kind of replicating idea of something that would replicate you know just so we could see that this could happen or how it was not even related to cybermen but something that the spider bots in, in you know the disneyland's campus where it's like okay they're self-replicating they can do something and we could see it before this period at least then it would tie it in and give us a little bit of okay well this your disbelief has to go away we've seen something like this we can then put it in but just to come out of nowhere and saying that he already knew these and they never used it before in anything for the cybermen because he knows it. It's not just Missy's idea. It's just that was a miss. That was a too big of a leap for me. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all because it just reminds me of bored nanotropes. So yeah, I've already, I've already got the concept in my head where it's like, yeah, one little thing and can grow a yeah whole Cyberman. Um, I, I kind of agree with you, Auburn, about that Missy's just crazy because the, the master seems kind of starting at least halfway through the last master like 
there is no logic. He's just maniacal for maniacal sake. And then when you go to, you know, the next doctor, even more so watching the last few episodes of his last doctor, I love that actor and I love what he did with it, but I'm just like, what is the purpose behind any of this? What is he, what is his end game when he gets his way and then he has the world this way? How is that beneficial to him? So I think it's just, he's got a, he's just nuts. I did like Osgood showing up right in the middle. Yeah. Having big fanfare. Well, I'll take a picture for you. And her banter with the doctor going, nice bow tie. Bow ties are cool. So that they connected going, I do know you're the doctor. And I remember you from the last time. So it was like, it was just done well. You know, and Kate yeah. showing up and everything. It's just, that's nice trim. Sanche, this nice. is Did the, you get a haircut? Lifting doctor. I was just going to, I'm sorry, but I was just going to say, did you get a haircut? A little bit of a trim. Mm-hmm. And the roots <laughs> need to work. <laughs> Right, I had to remind myself. So the last time we saw these characters, the Was scientist in. with the bow tie and the leader of unit, she, mm-hmm. right. was in the fiftieth. Yeah, day special. of the doctor. Right. Okay. Yes. I know we're jumping ahead with this, but the actress who plays Kate, she's not anyone's real granddaughter, is she? Yeah, Vanessa Redgrave. Daughter. Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, okay. I thought she's like, very much. She's very much a Redgrave, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she does. She does look a lot like it. But I, I got that confused with her character being the grandson of the... I thought, was she also the granddaughter of the actor? She just plays it so well. She does. She yeah. tied them together. <laughs> Missy had a great line, because it's when the Cybermen blow up and become the, the cloud. Um, Cybermen don't blow themselves up for no reason. They aren't human. You know, I thought that was like yeah. an interesting little <laughs> uh, Moffat I didn't catch that. That's that. funny. Oh, and then uh, the cold open with Clara using words as a weapon to stall for time. Mm-hmm. She's definitely being the doctor in this case. And then they go a little further by putting Jenna Coleman's name before Peter Capaldi and putting oh. her her eyes in the uh, the, oh. uh, the Starfield. Oh, we missed that. that. We, skipped, we skipped the intro. Or the, uh, told you we not skipped to, but... the... Oh, you told us not to? That's funny. I love the device, or whatever you want to call it, of uh, one one fictional character in pers- in doing an impression of someone else's fictional character on the yeah. show. I because she was, I mean, she wasn't pretending to be his personality, but like the way she was being, it was just like you know that that actor was relishing like making fun of the other actor. Yeah. I, I like Clara's big lie here. Like this is her her favorite lie is to be the doctor, pretend to be the doctor, or mm-hmm. be around the doctor. And you know, watching this whole season, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the overview. But there is so much deception and lies throughout the season, and especially in this episode, like the whole way to the end. It's um you know it's a different theme I think than I realized the first time watching through coming from Moffat. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the most honest thing in the entire episode is the fact that the Cybermen have become tourist attractions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would happen all of a sudden if they were on the street and not doing anything, everyone would start taking selfies. And then the ma- mistress was putting down her hat to get money for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a cute little touch. Yeah, and she got yeah. money. That was funny. <laughs> they used a graveyard that was very familiar to me that they must have shot a lot of different things, but I couldn't yeah. find out which one it was. It just was a very iconic to me. It also reminded me of uh, Angels Take Manhattan, like that end scene. Right. Mm. Mm. And that was, just as a reminder, that was our end of the pawns. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely feeling that energy as we're like back in a graveyard with a companion. Yeah. Like, like it's a good send off for Claire. I'm glad that this was her last episode. <laughs> it's very consistent. Yeah. Send off. And it yeah. was. Yeah. I did wonder: is there something I'm missing? Like, why he brought her to what is essentially the most dangerous place right now? Like, why bring her to the graveyard? Tension, drama. I don't know. Oh yeah, and I agree. Then, why did yeah, he do like, that? Yeah. I was like, why would he even bring her there? I mean, he brought her there so we can see what's happening like, for the story. But like, why would Danny bring her her there? There's no reason. It's putting her in danger. Yeah, I agree. There's another yep. thing that doesn't make sense, um, but they had to do it for the story. Is when Danny looks at himself in the mirror and he looks at a piece of paper and he takes the piece of paper and the piece yep. of paper is um, just medical documents but written in big black marker for some reason <laughs> yeah. it says known as danny pink it's like why would someone ever do that to you know medical paperwork oh so that the audience can read it okay yeah not and also last episode seemed like clara had some time to grieve and i know like our our flashes to the nether sphere danny is worried about being cremated but it I don't know. The timing just seems a little off. Like, I felt like there was a yeah. lot of time for Clara to grieve, but we never did see a funeral. So I guess his body was never finally interned. But yeah, yeah he's, been, he's just been sitting on that table for I know. a while. <laughs> and uh, there was that uh, makeshift memorial that happens for like roadside accident death things. So there was time, but we're not clear again how much time has passed. Mm -hmm. Right. But also in this episode, she, she's literally interacting with him more. So it kind of was like, I'm grieving someone who I'm now talking to. So it's maybe going to usurp the grieving process. Mm -hmm. Kate takes the doctor to boat one. By the way, really? Boat one? Okay. <laughs> Kate takes the doctor to boat one, fortified airplane, and tells him that he's the president of the Earth. He goes to question Missy about how she survived in the location of Gallifrey. She's textbook enigmatic. He's called to the command center and deduces that she plans on making a new cyber race made of dead bodies filled with the minds of everyone she stored in the netherverse. Down below, Missy escapes, kills Osgood, and sends out a locator signal. Missy reveals that she is the mystery woman who got Clara and the doctor together so long ago, and she's been keeping them together ever since. And then the TARDIS phone begins ringing. Yeah, so we jumped the gun on that one. I think we said in Flatline that it's revealed that who the person called for the uh, tech support, but it's it's here where it was uh, in the Bells of St. John with Matt Smith as the doctor that Clara got that phone number to call the TARDIS phone. Again, like, that's really far enough that I forgot and maybe don't care. Right. I think that, yeah, I think that's why they had to put the flashbacks in. I didn't know really that what they were talking about. It sounded familiar, but I needed the flashbacks. And yeah. be being that I forgot most of what happened in the episode, I, I got a kick out of it. But mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. I like that we finally get an explanation that there was the long game idea of what he was planning. Right. Moffat, Moffat that is. Um, so that was kind of nice going, oh, you did see some of this stuff, but didn't follow through for such a long time. And that's one thing I don't like yeah. that it's been so long. Um, mm -hmm. Same like um, the silence will fall. Well, that's what it means. Oh, wait a minute, wait, now we're in another season, and that's what it means. Wait, 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 mm. this is what it really means? <laughs> it's like, when was it first coming along? I don't remember. You know, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. 
but uh, I was didn't realize really, we needed a thesaurus for that plot line. Right. <laughs> I was really pissed about Osgood because Osgood Very. was yeah. the audience. It was mm -hmm. us, you know, in the 50th and everything. It's like, we're fans, <laughs> you know, and so she was. And so she was more of our, you know, proxy for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I liked how she changed costumes from the fourth doctor to the 11th doctor with the mm -hmm. bow tie. I thought that was brilliant that she's growing and still likes, you know, so it's not just the one doctor. I thought that was a lot of fun. And she was very bright knowing that it was the mistress and then saying, yeah, that we was threw funny. all of our stuff on our prime ministers and she wasn't even our worst, <laughs> you know, which was mm -hmm. good. So I don't see her falling for that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That just did not ring true that she would go towards Missy. She would say, doctor, she's up to something now. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I think it was just, you know, According, you know, the show, this episode needed a sacrifice of someone that we care about. And instead of introducing a new character for us to sympathize with, they just took one who's somewhat expendable. But they already got rid of Danny. And it's, that's, to me, that was, you're killing the audience. Yeah. You're doing something to the yeah. audience. Because that's who she represents. Yeah. Is that how Moffat sees the audience? And like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I kind of feel and, that. And, and teasing, and teasing that she's going to be the next companion. Yeah. yeah. We'll put that mm -hmm, on yeah. your bucket list. It was like definitely going, oh, she's, you know, he wants to do that and just yeah. slap it down. I kind of feel that if Jenna Coldman had not continued like she was supposed to be done, I think then Osgood would have been the companion and that's what they were setting up. And then when Jenna Coleman decided to stay, it was like, oh, okay, well, we'll still play with the audience with Osgood. And it's like, I, I, I want what we should have had. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I like her as well, but I think the universe or the the world where this was her end, who knows? Who knows what would have happened, but there are probably better odds I would have continued watching. But, mm -hmm. it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. so. Yeah. It's just that Os Osgood's death was useless. Yes. Pointless. Just, just made, I, I agree with you, Frank, it just made me more upset at the show. Yeah. Like, how yeah. dare you? Like, what's the point? No, this isn't. Which, yeah. Yeah, this isn't the, what Doctor Who is. She was just introduced and we welcomed it. And then you're going to immediately take that away. It just seems yeah. manipulative. More so to even the point when you made before that she's too smart to fall for that. That should have been like yeah. her assistant. Yeah. And she should have been like, no way. And then too late, something like that. And, and the whole way, like... It was done in editing where, you know, Missy surprises her from behind. But there's mm -hmm. two, the two guards who watched Missy do the, everything on her yeah. bracelet. And then, like, yeah. do, do the do the Gallifreyans or the Time Lords have, like, the Jedi dash ability where they can go really <laughs> fast? I thought those two guards were hers. Her mm -hmm. people. But, but then They're they the get zapped, right? Her. Well, they, yeah, well, she'll kill whoever. She's killed her people before. We saw no, that. I think they Dr. were just Chang. bad at the... I think they were just bad at their job. Oh, they were horrible at oh, Also, the master has no, because the, then it's like, well, the then master they treat her, and that's people. why they're standing there doing nothing while she puts on her lipstick and goes. Mm. It's like, oh, I've used you, you, you served your purpose. You're going to be guards. Boom, you're dead. You're a guard. It's in the name. <laughs> the master can control people. Well, One that's job. a good point. They're, the they're just so control. bad because they didn't even move. Yeah, they just don't call attention to it. Okay. Well, maybe they should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have. Yeah, right. I was gonna but, say, but going back a little bit, uh, something that I like or that endears Osgood to me even more uh, was when the Doctor is on the boat, the the plane. He says, "Are we going up to the Valiant Cloud Base, which right. is the one from season three 
right um that was overtaken by the master and then Osgood immediately says uh is that from thunderbirds and then uh, the colonel corrects her saying no that's actually captain scarlet right and so i, yeah, I all like that, that right over my head so i like yeah. that because both captain scarlet and thunderbirds are super marionation shows by jerry and sylvia anderson and uh captain scarlet was a little darker and it was more international shall we say because there's a colonel or lieutenant green and i believe he was indian or pakistani and then that captain on the doctor who show that we're watching now is uh, i believe indian so i like that there's that correlation and then this isn't this the first time that uh doctor who has referenced a jerry anderson show if you remember way back when in the lodger the 11th doctor is using his alias as captain troy handsome of international rescue and international rescue is uh the thunderbirds with the the tracy family oh that's fun i remember you saying that then yeah i thought it was interesting the doctor being the president and that his disdain for the americans yeah <laughs> i'm sure just yeah. vote for any idiot yes sir dr president yes that was, that was funny <laughs> do we want them around they're just gonna start praying <laughs> <laughs> yep and did you notice that he was gonna like sip the <laughs> The tea that had spilled into the saucer. He was about to sip that up instead of holding the cup. Oh my goodness. It, I was so distracted because I was like, because he. Because he was so spilling did, it as he, he put the sugar cubes in. He was spilling it as he put. So I wanted, I was like, my, my mind was like, who, like, that just seems like, um, especially if, if it was not a, and it was like it was an actor decision and it was like did he do that because the 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 teacup was so full that it was going to be hard to pick it up so at some point he moved the cup off the saucer picked up the saucer i don't know just yeah but i noticed it only because i was like that saw so that cup has a really wide <laughs> That's really wide. And then I was like, oh, I think that's the, that's not the cup. It's the saucer. It's yeah. probably Capaldi's choice. He yeah. just wanted to do something serious yeah. with something uh, funny. He wanted a hint of the sugar, I guess. <laughs> he was putting way too much sugar and that's what I focused yeah, on. A yeah, a lot of sugar. Yeah. So much sugar. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like that, 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 that moment with the, you'll, you'll vote for any idiot. Yeah. And then he's yes, the idiot. Yes, we will. As Americans, like, we will. He's the idiot. <laughs> so good. This is also continuing the doctor's promotions. Like he's been a general and like at yeah. least some sort of military leader. And now he is the president. And Which is the commander in chief of yes. generals. Yeah. All the armies. Mm -hmm. And Eugene, he was the president of Gallifrey at one point, wasn't he? The fourth yeah. doctor. The fourth doctor, president? Tom Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads me to what Clara is saying with her words as weapons when she's stalling with the three Cybermen that are trying to get her. Uh, she brings up family. She has a Gallifreyan daughter, which we remember from uh, the doctor's daughter. There was a clone done of the 10th doctor. Non-Gallifreyan daughter. Uh, of the 10th doctor. And then she mentions having children and grandchildren, which would, to me, would be Susan. Mm -hmm. And then there was John and Gillian from the comic books, I believe. Then there was something about uh, graduating with a doctorate in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. in the wrong century that's from the moon base episode or story then he's from the oh. constellation castebros that was established way back in uh, pyramids of mars with the fourth doctor and then brought back again in voyage of the dam with the tenth doctor and then he was a pridonian which is from the deadly assassin which we covered right and this is where we get clara's birthday of november 23rd so i'll right. insert that from last episode here <laughs> <laughs> 
And this is also the area where I think she explains, I can't remember exactly, um, that the whole false fear of death, that she's been using that um, to manipulate everybody who has died, all the minds she has. She's oh, Missy. From last, Missy is, yeah. Yes. From the last episode, you know, they're saying, you can still feel the pain. You're either going to be cremated or you're going to be cold or you're going to be used for science or whatever. And that's why they had the device to turn off the emotions idea. So she goes, she had talked about, you load them up, get rid of the emotions and then bring them down. And so that whole idea made sense now watching it again in the first of this episode saying, this whole nether sphere is fake and false. It's just to prey on your fears so that you can give up the emotion because it's too much for you. Mm. It's too scary, it's too sad, it's too much. And so that made it better because then her idea of the nether sphere or afterlife or our idea of heaven isn't involved in this. That's still our own sacred idea. This is, no, she's using that to get her way. She's manipulating that. So that made it a little bit better this time watching it. And then also it seemed like because she manipulated them for so long to stay together, she had to have killed Danny. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a random car, Danny being oh. lost in thought because she said she loved him. You know, what is she going to tell him? It just doesn't seem right for Danny to just walk in the street. And the woman said the car came out of nowhere when she picked up the phone in the last mm. episode. So it's, she has to get to the, Missy has to get to the doctor. So to me, that makes more sense that she would have killed Danny to bring him into this whole thing so she could get to the doctor. Wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah. And that's just me the way it sounds like. But when she says she's worked so hard keeping them together and putting the ad in the mm -hmm. paper, you know, in the 1800s, it's like, okay, she's been there doing this, manipulating that. And it's, uh, I think it's a book or something that where it is re revealed that Missy is the one that runs over Danny with a car. Oh, oh really? Where is that no. revealed? In a book? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's um, called The Harvest of Time. Is it one of the books that had a key hidden in it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> so so back to what Orban was saying in our last episode, where why all this effort to raise the dead when the same technology could convert the living? They, they never touch on that, do they? Because they, they want to no. film in graveyards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's just good. plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think you, I don't even think you can rationalize it in any way. No, it's just plot. So. It's just Missy's crate uh, bananas. Yep. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. All right. Oh, it's page forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's written on page one. But yeah, that's that's a, I think a gap loophole, uh, suspension of belief. Well, the other thing too is what am I missing some information of myself, or is the information missing of they use all these consciousness is. The, of the people who have died what about the millions of other people in the ground that their consciousness wasn't they acquired? did show that they said not all of them are activating not all of them are turning into cybermen and they showed on the screen during one episode one part of yeah. it where certain graves were being activated and they were kind of colored different okay. and the other ones were like not affected okay i did i was wondering when I took that as some of them are delayed and they'll they'll activate later, um, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I I, I did the same thing you did, Josh, because they that do makes... mention that Mitzi's been doing this for a really really long time. Right. Yeah. So how long is long? 
Well, she yeah. has a TARDIS, so that's why she's able to go back to right, the paper right. and take the clock. Right, guy. so that's why we've she's seen been taken her at the throughout end history. of these. Yeah, that's why we've seen her at the end of these different episodes taking people from different... Okay. But she's only right, been doing it for get... three Earth years like, or so. Right. Ever since tech... uh, Dr. Uh, Scarosa created this also, gave her the place to put it right. in another sphere. Right, so however many times she can travel to in those three years. Or so. Right. To to collect I don't know where more. I got three from, but uh, know, three W's, three W's. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do say a couple times it's every dead, it's every person who's ever died. Mm -hmm. You know, in a couple different ways they say it. Because Missy at one point says there's more people who have died than lived. Right, right. Which I think she might be trying. That's the next step when he says the rain's going to. Well, that's yes, the, that is so. the next step. Yeah, but these yeah. are all hers that she's been converting. Uh, I like it at the end of the um, uh, the doctor interrogating Missy scene. I mm -hmm. like it when he when he just turns to her and says, "You know, you've spent your entire life trying to rule the world," and then you know it's like, "Mr. President, come to the bridge." Yeah, piece of cake, and <laughs> yeah. walks away. God, I love that. It's just. <laughs> I think even they even show um, Michelle Rodriguez's Michelle uh, Gomez. reaction, and I think even she's like. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs>
is someone that we wouldn't have faith in because they don't understand it. So they feel if I'm wearing a tie and I'm in charge, then anyone who's un, who's like an, a regular person wouldn't know anything. So, but even when they revealed the face, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, skin still was this like cold. Time, yes, didn't really recognize him. So it's like maybe that's why they had to put it in. But they could have done it in such a better way of having it typed out on the form, and then you see just that that was the form with that body, and then you would know. That's yeah, all you needed was, to be filled through. I don't understand why it was handwritten on there. It could have been a more finessed way of doing it. Yes. They've had like the cyber person POV before. So yeah, you could have had like that kind of mechanical POV and then zoom in on the document to see the typed, like you're saying, like a real form would have those names right. in those fields. Yeah, you could have done it. They could have planted a seed, you know, long episodes and episodes ago where Danny had a tick. <laughs> or he oh, would no. tug on his ear. Or a toe tag. Come on, something else. It has. They did that with the doctor in the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Or Queen and Country. Yeah, they did that. that, was that a or, yeah. yeah. Or he had allergies, so we'd see him sneezing throughout. <laughs> and when the, when the Cyberman sneezes. We all know the cyber pollen. Yeah. All <laughs> <the cy> <laughs> right, right. All the cyber pollen. But Clara, I don't know, well, they had the two different graveyards. The one at the beginning, that was very famous to me, which I still have to, I'll have to do more research, trying to that out, it's driving me nuts. And then this other one, which is more just outdoor one, which is a regular graveyard rather than the mausoleum type. And it was weird why he brought her there. I agree with you on uh, that one, I don't get, but that's where the final scene needed to be. <laughs> so that's yeah, why I they it. went there. You know, how I kind of take it. You could kind of logic logic it in your head to the point like because he some for, for whatever reason he wasn't able to just talk to her until script said so but like he brought her somewhere that would show her the explanation of what's happening right because for okay. because for whatever whatever it's it is what it is and if the newly born Cybermen are mostly harmless it might have been a safer place than like a city. True. Yeah. Mostly harmless. Yeah. Mostly yeah. harmless. Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> but yeah. I I liked like the homage to um zombie, you know, graveyard scenes where like that moving yeah. camera and yep. like what's what's around that gray, what's around that corner. Although I think one of the pans like was the shoulder like in the foreground? Was there? Yes, I love yeah. that. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was great. Yeah, like you walked right by like, you. It, yeah, yeah. Where she's looking, it's literally like five inches in front of her. I loved it. I just yeah. thought that was such a classic horror movie. They're having fun with it. Yeah, I kept looking to like see if there was a cyber person sticking his head out <laughs> of around the graves, but I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think that much. I'm stuck. doing the doing the I'm thriller stuck. dance. <laughs> but I did like the. They did blatantly say through Clara, the TARDIS can log on to this phone, either get here or leave me alone. <laughs> so then she threw the phone. So I thought that was like, okay, we're, we're putting that in there, Eugene, Brian, everybody. This is how he's able to find her. We're right. just going to throw that there. Yeah. They've heard our calls, I guess, 10 years in the past. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are the little throwaway the... uh -huh, lines that we had talked about that we and just the, wanted in some of the other episodes and that works but then there's all those other moments that like oh you could have done this you could have done that right and she didn't even know what the doctor was going through what was happening on the plane it's like yeah again she was in that 
you know, focused mindset of nothing else matters. This is it. Yeah, she's Clara. She's <laughs> something else going on that she's not involved with. Please, that's not the old Clara. That's not the. No, it's not the old Clara, but yeah. it's this Clara, and it's the Clara from now on. Is there a Danny? That was a, a cyber. <laughs> Is there a cyber Danny action figure where the faceplate comes off? I don't believe so. Oh, there should be. <laughs> I don't even know if there's Somebody. a Danny Pink action figure in general. I don't think I've ever seen one. <laughs> I really? Think That'd be surprising. They make a cat. They make a figure out of everybody else. You surprised? You'd be surprised what they don't make figures out of. If if this season went- turned not very popular, they might try to like not bring it up you know for, for fans and things oh so they did make a cyber danny figure and i think they that's all they made and um oh. the reason i don't know about this is because they switch scales in this season so i didn't like that they went to a smaller scale oh yeah so you can't get... can't play with them together <laughs> that, exactly that's my point <laughs> yeah so the yeah, force I... perspective playing <laughs> yeah right 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 yeah that's that's forced. <laughs> <laughs> On boat one, the plane is going down. Missy blows a hatch which sucks Kate out of the plane. Then she transports off of it just as it explodes. The doctor starts falling. He falls right to the falling TARDIS and gains control of it. He goes to the cemetery and begs Clara not to activate the inhibitor. He asks Danny what the next part of the plan is. But Danny can't know until the inhibitor is activated and he's a full Cyberman. Clara takes the sonic from the doctor and aims it at Danny. They say their goodbyes. Clara activates the inhibitor and Danny becomes a full Cyberman. He says the rain will fall again and all humanity will die and become Cybermen. Missy arrives and is being all Missy-like. In the banter, Clara is able to get her disintegrator without Missy noticing. Missy shows the doctor that she can control all the Cybermen. Then she gives the controller to the doctor. He has an army now to defeat evil across the universe. Isn't that what he always wanted? The doctor says that he's just an idiot with a box, proclaims that Cyber Danny will never hurt the woman he loves, and throws the controller to Danny. Danny says the rain will not fall. He will burn the clouds using all the Cybermen on the planet, and the Earth is saved. I mean, Kate getting thrown out the window was like, oh my God, are they killing her as well? And right, I, I kept waiting for how long it took. Like, I, I thought he was going to catch her in the TARDIS or something. Right. Because I was like, you, you, I, I know people fall, you know, someone would fall fast, but there is a certain amount of time to save her. And then when that had elapsed, I was like, well, here she's gone. I don't remember. Also, you, you, you are in a time machine at that point. So, you know, go yeah. back a minute or two to where you can <laughs> save her. I will say that uh, Peter Capaldi had a lot of fun being put up on wires and the back of the green screen. He was like, I feel like Superman oh. and the Doctor in one character. It was, it was great to see him have fun doing that. And he did it well when he was diving. And then mm-hmm. he pulled out the TARDIS key to draw it near him mm-hmm. or draw him near it. Yeah, he doesn't do it again. Yeah. He, that's oh, another is that one what he was where, doing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another instance where you don't need to do A, B to C. You you show that he has the, the key going into the TARDIS like direction and you don't need to see him like put it in the slot, turn the key, open the door where like Danny Pink's name on the crumpled up piece of paper. We needed to see that. It's weird. Right. But also, just back- put him diving down just to do some more aerodynamic. It, it, it did look like he was having fun. It was like, yeah. yes, that's the doctor and the music crescendos up and stuff. So it's like, Okay, now here comes the happy ending. Bitch. We we don't we don't see this doctor do much physical action like that, do we? I don't think so. 
Yeah, this season they have had him like kind of go off by himself a lot instead of running with the companion, you know, like mm-hmm. previous seasons would do. Hmm. Yeah. He's like already somewhere. You didn't realize he was even there. Yeah. <laughs> he's so you old because, you know, he's in his mid 50s. I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, maybe from, you know, Scotland that ages you. <laughs> when um, Clara had the screwdriver, there's a line that she says, just point and think, right? Like to the doctor. And we've seen her use the screwdriver before. It was an interesting like choice to have that line there, but I don't know if any of y'all caught it or- Yeah, I did catch it. I, I think, I think the, in the, you guys will know more than me um, that he, that's how he told her to use it a long time ago okay. in an episode. Am I right? I don't recall at this moment those it, exact it, words. It's, it sounded because familiar I, to me. It it kind of I was surprised when it was just point it and think it. And it's like, well, when when did when did that become canon? I mean, it's it like, was yeah. It's not a Green Lantern ring where it's your right. imagination. Yeah, it's but, weird. You know, at this point, I was over the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was surprised that the doctor couldn't let it go, and that I need to know what Missy's plan is. And I'm willing to kill you to do it, you know, kind of idea. It's like, or do we, you know, that's, does he become a Cyberman or does he not? And he needs to become a Cyberman to get the information. And he'll that's go That's very much that. this doctor, though. But I, th- I just thought it was interesting. Okay. But that, that's the dilemma, that he didn't want to do it because the Cyberman will kill Clara and kill others afterwards unless he can stop and then going... No, those other people are worth it. Everything's worth it because I need this information. And just sort of, he can't give it up. He really just can't give it up. He's just as not narrow-minded, but focus-minded as Clara is. Um, she doesn't think of the other repercussions. Here, at least thinks of it, but saying, "Nah, their deaths are worth it. I need to know." So just that they're both in that position where they need to do that. This one just works for what Clara wants, also. So it's just that that was kind of just an interesting idea for it. And it was good to have Danny there, you know, getting that big speech and then right. him turning it around for Clara. I I wish it was in a better context that, you know, because it was it is a really neat idea. And I think it was done well in that scene. But I think like like Brian said, by the time you get to this point in the episode, you're just kind of like you're not able to appreciate it as much as you might might have been able to I, in a different context. I mean, I, I really liked that speech. I mean, because I was Good also time. like, I was so over this episode. And then Danny has that awesome speech that rallies the troops and then they all go off to save the day. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. See, that, and, the, and, uh, and even the lines going into it where he was like, what was the thing about burning or something? What was that? Does anyone, anyone make note of those lines where, what was it like? They're or is that burn. during his speech? They're going to, that's the plan, to go up, explode, and burn the clouds away. So that doesn't rain. No, I know, but the way that he said, the way that he delivers that this plan. This is the promise, the promise of a soldier. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. Danny the soldier who saves the day. Right, that's but even Danny before that, he says something about, like, I'm going to burn, or I'm, I'm going to burn. burn off the clouds. How are you going to do that? I'm going to burn. Yes, yes. It's, I'm going to burn off the clouds. So the doctor is like, how are you going to do that? And he's like, I will burn. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, a, it's just a really great moment. And it's, it's, uh, I liked it. Well, it's, I, I half agree because it is a great moment, but I feel like it came too late because I'm already checked out. <laughs> like if there had been something else that had happened, I don't know. These these 
these two-parters for this season finale are just like, eh. Yeah. Well, I was checked for, out for me, they didn't in the second it. watching because Danny says, yeah, well, you're not really all about that speech anymore, are you? Because it's like you just switched your whole point of view now that you have to get something. You're saying, no, right. no, we can't do this. No, no. Oh, I need something. I need to know. And I was like, well, those pretty words are now gone, aren't they? <laughs> you know? yeah. Which he calls them out, which I liked about Danny. And, and it's then Danny even, the soldier who saves the day. And then even before that, he's talking about uh, letting Clara do the, the switching, the inhibitor. And he's like, just like an officer, never going to get his hands dirty. Yes. Yes. But I know I'm fixating on it, but it's Danny the soldier. Right. Doing this. Yeah. And out of this whole series, the doctor's been hating the soldier. They've been, the writer, Moffat, has been putting down soldiers in different ways. You know, the PE, mass, and all that kind of stuff, plus some other things he had said throughout the season. And so to have, because he has the soldier's promise, he has that to protect people. And it's like, you will sleep well tonight because of what he's doing. And taking charge of his platoon, basically, of all the other Cybermen. You know, it's like, you know, Danny the soldier saved the planet. You know, it's just sort of, mm -hmm. what is Moffat trying to say? And it's like frustrating me in a bit going, you're not really highlighting it, but it's there. And I think for me that my takeaway is that it's not, it's not the soldier. Like we shouldn't hate the soldier. Like it's the, the, it's the generals. The problem with that though, is that the doctor has been insulting individual soldiers this entire season. So we took it as a kind of a political statement of Moffat. So Moffat really wasn't saying that generals were being stupid. Well, yes, generals were being stupid, but it went all the way down to the soldiers. Right, it was everyone. I think Moffat was, was just saying war, war is hell. <laughs> yeah, he was saying that, yeah. But the doctor was blaming soldiers this whole season, but we also thought that the doctor was being harsh. So we, it's not like we agreed with the doctor. You know, it's like when they do focus groups or, or things like that, where uh, they ask kids, like, you know, what, what did you not like about the movie? Like, I didn't like Darth Vader. Oh, take Darth Vader out. Kids didn't like him. You know, so it's just, I think it's, it's when when uh, a showrunner or whatever a writer is clear, it can come across as wishy-washy, I guess, or just like confusing, maybe. It Reminds me of something that um, I've heard Dave Filoni talk about, who made uh, Clone or Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, like with Mandalorian, his, and, and a lot now. Um, but with the characters of um, Ahsoka and Ezra Bridger, oh like, yeah, they got a lot of um, complaints the first season because they were whiny or whatever. But his point was, well, they have to grow into something, so they have right. to start like flawed, however that is. And then yeah, you know right. they have to learn lessons. So I think here maybe that was part of the idea was to have the doctor learn this lesson. And mm -hmm. so you know we definitely weren't siding with the doctor as he continued to almost attack Danny in a lot of places. But now you know this ending we kind of see that 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 is at least a good arc for this series that I yeah. think has come to a conclusion. I, I agree with you, and I think that if if you're not if you don't pick up on that for whatever reason, it's he's the main character and we're supposed to agree with the main character. Yeah. So it was, you know, I, I'm not, I'm saying in general, like I don't mind that it played out the way it played out, but I also agree like, it was a little confusing. Like, what's your point, Stephen Moffat? But I think you, 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 you kind of nailed it on the head right there is that we needed to see the doctor come around 
Um, and I think it's also included in his self-loathing because he was a soldier. Like I mentioned that yeah. before and stuff yeah. like that. So it's this recurring motif with him. Um, and uh, but yeah, when this character you t you tune into the show to feel like you relate to the main character, and the main character is saying something that you do not relate to, it's it's un unnerving. Yeah. Missy gives the coordinates of Gallifrey to the Doctor and says they can go home together. But Clara raises the disintegrator towards Missy. The Doctor protests, but she says that all of this is his fault, and after today, Missy cannot go on living. The Doctor says that he just wants to stop Clara from killing Missy. She hands him the gun, which he raises toward Missy, but before he can shoot, a nearby Cyberman fires at Missy, disintegrating her. Nearby, the Doctor and Clara find Kate, unconscious but alive. The Cyberman must have caught her. But why? Because that last Cyberman is the Brigadier. The Doctor gives Cyber Brigadier a long overdue salute. Then he flies away. So this is why I think it's confusing with Danny because all through this season, the Doctor has been ragging on Danny because he's a soldier. And then now the Doctor has, we know that the Doctor has a past with Unit. Specifically, the Brigadier is one of his closest companions and friends. So why would you treat one soldier negatively, but then automatically embrace this other soldier? Who's higher rank, a Brigadier. Yeah, who's also, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a general. And he's talking about not having respect for the people that are in officer positions giving orders for soldiers to die. It's like, doctor, you know people like that. Right. Yeah. You've been working with people like that. So that's the inconsistency that I don't like about this. I was livid that they did that to the brigadier. Livid. Yeah. You know, it was like, what's next? You're going to turn Sarah Jane into a Dalek? Yeah. It was. I just, did not like it. it. It still pisses me off so much. It's just like, you don't do that to a classic, you know, beloved character. You know, you just, oh, God. Because that means Missy was there when he was dying. And the whole idea is you take a dying brain or mind. Not that he's dead. They didn't say you take a dead one. It's before they die to upload them. So she was there when the Brigadier was dying, when Matt Smith's doctor found out through the telephone. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it's just, oh my I think God. You don't do that. Yeah. I, this time watching it, I could see that possibly they were trying to honor him by putting him in this, honoring the actor, honoring the character, bringing him back to save his, you know, um, daughter, Kate Stewart and his daughter. Right. And then attacking and saving the doctor from doing all that, you know, so it's like, I think they're trying to and giving the doctor a salute. So they're trying to send it off. But the concept of it is you're bringing him back badly. You know, Very you're bringing badly. Him back as a Cyberman. And you did it in a horrible way where she took him from dying. And he's been living in the nether sphere this whole time. He didn't die yet. You know, it's just, you, yeah, that one really bugged me. But this time I could see where they were going. No, this is trying to trade, play tribute to him in their minds, in their way they're going to do it. So it wasn't as bad this time for me. And this is a moment where I feel like nobody talks about because nobody cares. <laughs> like no, you don't I hear... don't think it's because nobody cares. I think no, they care too much and they just want to forget that this ever happened. It's like Cyberman along wherever. You, know? <laughs> you keep forgetting about the Victorian London Cyberman. We forget about this. No, yeah. we do not remember it. It's just something we're not going to look at. It's it. This finale is just something I don't hear people talking about. So it's a good I, thing. Yeah, it, it just misses the mark 
on a lot of levels. I mean, at this point, when they did that to the Brigadier, I was at, I was, I was at destroy the television level anger. You know, it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I was just, you know, I mean, did I get a bit emotional when he salutes the Brigadier? Yes. But the fact that they did that to the Brigadier's character, it was like, how could you? How could you do that? You know, uh, there was no, I just, uh, anyway, anyway, I'm going to break my laptop if I keep talking about it. Well, don't do that. And and some uh, positive stuff, like at the beginning of this scene, we did have Missy arriving Mary Poppins style, as we yeah. mentioned a little bit the last episode. Um, but yeah, that was great for her to come in. Uh, and I like, um, at the time that she came in, Clara was still grieving and sad. And uh, Missy has this like short line, let me pop away the pain because she's <laughs> yeah. been popping everybody. I thought that was just like a fun little like, yeah, that was really yeah. on character and a throwaway line, but you know, one that connected everything that was happening up to that point and just was really in character for Missy, Bananas Missy at that point. Bananas Missy. And then uh, she, she gives the bracelet away and we'll see more about the bracelet, but there's not, there's not like a lot of extra information that went into this scene with that bracelet. Was yeah, there? we get all the exposition for that later. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a little and, deus ex. Yeah. I feel like this whole thing is because the brigadier is the last one that didn't go up with Danny's orders and his speech. I'm like, that's super convenient. Because it's the brigadier. He's strong enough to resist the whole thing. He didn't. Yeah, but my my point is, why wasn't he called out? Or why didn't we see a non-participating Cyberman other than Danny? That's what I don't like. He he was was walking from the other end of the graveyard. It took him a while. They're slow. I still don't like it. Oh, um, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying to like it. Yeah. No, no, no. And then it, and then not only that we get the brigadier out of nowhere, we then get the doctor's choice to not have Clara kill Missy taken away from the doctor because the brigadier is the one that shoots Missy. But then he shoots Missy and it's not a red disintegration. It's a blue teleport. Yeah. It's because so every stupid. time, every time she teleports, it's blue and not red. So again, sorry, like, Josh. It's horrible. She Wait, that's why back, he wasn't right? there. He was still, still flying with Kate. Yeah, okay. Oh. Okay, we can I, buy that one. I think also, if you want to get really, I had this idea while you were talking, Eugene. Uh, <laughs> the brigadier must have been at the plane. So was he the first Cyberman knocking on the window trying to get the doctor's attention? Like He's warning <laughs> them the hey, whole doctor, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warning you. <laughs> He's been warning them the whole time. That yeah. He wasn't listening. He's like, let so, me help so you. He, Why are you screaming? <laughs> so he 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 pulls out the colonel out the window because how dare you try to replace me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's a he's not a boy scout. He's a man scout. That was a funny line. <laughs> I did like all the different uh, cut scenes throughout this season about the doctor trying to see who he was, you know, in this regeneration and coming to the realization that he has gotten so big. I mean, even the last one, Matt Smith had to kind of erase the doctor from history because he had gotten so big. And the doctor just seemed so powerful. He's like, no, I'm nothing. I'm just a guy who's still a box of traveling. And then as I travel, I'll see to see if I can help as I travel and learn and experience. So him getting that realization back seemed that's going to be more of the doctor we see going forward. That's going to be the real old fashioned feeling of the doctor from both classic and pennant and st- you know, where you get that at the beginning where you're not as important. You're not the be all end all to everything. 
and his realization, I'm just an idiot. Well, I like that a lot. Going, yeah, I don't have to save the world. It's not, it's not all my shoulders for everything in the whole galaxy and the universe to go well. I'm just traveling. So I was looking forward to it. So I thought that was a good thing, which doesn't really follow coming up, I think, next season. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe my opinion of that will change, too, because my whole opinion of this season has changed. But I did like his kind of revelation of that. I do also like Missy's motivation. She made him an army, gave him an army because she wants her friend back. She wants it to be like how they were before because, you know, they were so similar before and then they went off in different directions and she's giving him an army to push him back into her direction. Maybe that's why she didn't do this to the living because he never would have gotten on board with that. But she was about to do it to the living. Yeah, but she didn't. But, but like, she didn't. Oh, put right. I see the, what you're saying. She didn't put the death of everyone he cared about in his hand. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And Only that, a few of the people he cared about in his hand. Yeah. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> or at least that we cared about. And that was the ultimatum, right? Is like, unless you accept this and be on my side, then the rest will, will die. Oh, maybe. Maybe that, yeah, what she was saying. I don't know. I'd have to watch that part again. But maybe she was like, that's, I'm going to do this unless you're in charge and then you don't have to. Yes. And then the uh, coordinates that she gives for Gallifrey's locations was uh, in a fourth Doctor story, the Pyramids of Mars are the same coordinates. So I thought that was nice. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Two weeks later, Danny calls Clara from elsewhere. He has Missy's controller and it has the power to send a person home. One trip, one person, and a figure walks through the portal. It's the boy Danny killed in the war. Danny says he's sorry and the portal closes. Later, the doctor meets Clara in a cafe. He assumes that Danny used the controller to come home. He understands that he has no place in their relationship, but he's fine with that. He's found Gallifrey. Missy wasn't lying, but actually the doctor is. Gallifrey wasn't there. But he tells Clara he is going home, and Clara tells him that she and Danny are going to be fine. And they hug, without each other knowing their secret. They make their final goodbyes, and the TARDIS disappears. It's interesting that the, all the, when it's interesting that even in the graveyard at the end, the doctor's like, "Well, Danny's going to come back. I know he can." Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Because I never got that. That's what the bracelet did. You know, there was never. I don't think they ever say it. So right. Um, it's like no, that's just so you can control the Cybermen, not having anything to do with bringing someone back from the dead, from the nether sphere, giving them a body. Yeah. <laughs> I like, think it's the equivalent of, from? I think it's the equivalent on Batman's utility about a shark repellent. Mm. And, and now that I we're was being thinking that this sharks, was a little bit better than shark repellent. It's like, come on, this shows a little bit better than that. Well, no, but, I will say this. I would have normally not liked it because of what we're just talking about now, but that sacrifice hit me emotionally yeah. and I enjoyed it. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, was definitely great. the that it was definitely surprise. it was definitely the connective tissue that you needed for the doctor to believe that Danny has a way out. But mm -hmm. then the fact that Danny sacrifices that for an innocent, I think that's what makes Danny a great character. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what. Yeah, his biggest regret in life is something that he was actually able to fix. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. Danny. It's like, so glad. I think that's a lot of why you know I didn't not like these episodes when they originally came out. I actually remember liking them, and now that I'm thinking about it. It's probably because they turned me around on Danny. I didn't. I, I know I'm a broken record, but I did not like him, like at all. I just didn't. I wasn't getting back then. I was a little bit more connected to the feeling I want to get when I watch Doctor Who and this romance that they put in there. I, I wasn't getting it at the time. It was also very soon after a big breakup I had, where I was kind of anti-romance. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but these two episodes 
made me like Danny. So I think that's why I like I never didn't like them. Yeah. This is going back to something Frank said a couple episodes ago, but this is the end of Orson Pink because there's no way that Danny and Claire will get together and have an offspring. Yeah. He might have had other kids. We don't and know I about. think I read somewhere that they that she was going to be pregnant when they met the little doctor at the end, that she was going to be pregnant. Mm. But they didn't I don't remember that. that. Well, that was an idea. I don't know. Sure. I was like, I've read it somewhere years ago. I'm trying to find it again. Are you quoting <laughs> your own fan fiction, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a good uh, send off for Clara. I'm glad this is how she gets. <laughs> All with lies. I do. I do really like the last few words they say to each other on the street. I thought it was mm-hmm. real sweet what she says to him. And then the confusion on his face of like not understanding his own feelings and then saying, saying it back to her, you know, in, in a more abridged way. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of the fact that no one noticed the TARDIS appear or disappear on the street? I, I kind of get oh, what I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? I, yeah. I, yeah. We've seen it before. Uh, yeah, true. They, you know. know, there's a, there's a, perception filter rationalization and then oh, there's true. the doctor who rationalization of people just see what they want to see and ignore what they want to ignore said that a couple times so yeah so what what uh like you you revealed that claire is coming back um i know enough that we see missy again is that mm-hmm. a spoiler if you were to say anything now uh i mean i alluded to the teleport and not a disintegration yes, yeah. so yeah also we- we just want to say the master. Nobody yeah, does forever except yes. Osgood. Yes. Aww. That's not. We will see Osgood again. Is that right or no? Not that Osgood. Okay. Yeah. We'll see the actress again. Yes, we will see the actress again. <laughs> yeah, but no. But no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have a mid-credit scene. You want to read that part, Brian? Uh, sure. Oh, real quick. I I did think it was sad that like. Gallifrey wasn't at those coordinates, right? Like, right. The doctor goes there. Gallifrey's not there. But then he he lies to Clara so that she'll, in his mind, she'll be okay, knowing that I'm going home. And then Clara's like, I'll lie to the doctor and say Danny is with me, so he'll be fine. Like that's very bittersweet. But what what do you think that she was gonna tell him? Because she started off by saying, "I have something to tell you," and we know that it wasn't gonna be that Danny's back. It's going to be the truth. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was going, it was to, be going to be the truth. Do you, Do yeah. you think that she was going to then? Because my 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 thought was that she was going to tell him, "I don't want to travel with you anymore." I think it seems like. I think, no, no. I, I think he made the decision when he said when he assumed that Danny was back and was just like, "Okay, I'm going to let you go." That gave her permission to stop and say, "Yeah, Danny is back. I'm not going to travel with you anymore." Okay. So you think that she was just going to tell him Danny didn't come back and let's go he, uh, um, let's I, go off? I, I think her news was more that Danny didn't come back. He sent this boy. And and then wherever that conversation would lead, I don't think it was more like, I'm going to make the decision to stay with you. I think to stay traveling with you. I think she, whether she was going to travel more or not, maybe. I don't know. It was sort of like life is going to play itself out you know i need to tell you about danny and then the doctor basically said something that planted in her mind you should stop traveling with him and both of you should say goodbye because the doctor's efficient effectively saying goodbye to me right now so maybe that's for the best that's how i took it agreed and they're both lying to each other which i don't like it it gives credence back to this as a unhealthy relationship 
because all the doctor's relationships are unhealthy. Yeah, but this one is a little bit more. There's more to well, this one. There's yeah, there is more because the, there was some romance at first, and he turned into an old man, and then there was a brother and sister thing, and it's incestuous, but it's platonic. It's like they have this warped, weird emotional bond that is unhealthy but special, and um, they lie to each other. They 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 they're overly honest. They overshare. They don't understand each other. They know each other better than anyone else. It's just, and that's how a lot of messy relationships are. I, I guess because I don't watch this show to see something like that. I come here for sort of escapism, so I don't want something so relatable and tangible in the thing I want to escape. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the doctor finding out that uh, Gallifrey is not there and smashing the TARDIS console. That was a great, just great moment from Peter Capaldi. I really yeah. felt all the, the rage and the the anger and the disappointment that went into that. See, he reached the same point I did. <laughs> <laughs> Except he went for He took it further. He, he took it further. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking now it's in, like he's been angry since he became the doctor and it's just built. And, you know, when he kind of put it, it plateaued a little bit and then he learned how to not be so angry but we've never seen him act out physically in anger until you know this you know until like so i felt i feel like him beating up the tardis and causing damage in that way is the culmination of this pent-up bottled up anger that he's never really let out well the other part that frustrates me with that disappointment of his is that from the uh so the day of the doctor the one with the war doctor you find yeah. out that that Gallifrey is still out there, and he says, "I'm going to go home the long way around." And so I'm like, "Oh, are we finally going to get that?" And we don't. No. So it's just odd that Moffat is again throwing seeds but not watering them. Well, this kind of follows that in that he can't find it. He thought, yeah. "Okay, Gallifrey's out there. I'm going to find it," and he hasn't been able to. And I don't know how much he's actually looked from the episodes from, we've seen. Yeah, from what we've seen, this is the first time he's actually looked for it. Right. Mm. Later, Santa Claus walks into the TARDIS and asks the doctor what he wants for Christmas. So this, is, this is the first time that we have a mid-credit scene, and this is also the it first awesome. the first series finale that leads directly into the Christmas special since the last of the Time Lords with the uh, Voyage of the Dam with the uh, the life lifesaver. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, I I can listen to Nick Cross Nick read Frost. the phone book. Like I just <laughs> love the way he speaks. I just love the way he speaks. I find no matter what he says, it's entertaining. And I love they positioned it absolutely perfect. They they cut it into the middle of the credit sequence, right? So yeah. that when they go immediately back, it Nick Cross says Santa Claus. <laughs> All right. Well, even the doctor reacts like, what? This isn't supposed to happen. The credits are rolling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did laugh at that. Yeah. So Samuel Anderson plays Danny Pink uh, for the last official time, I guess. But I think we'll see him one short, brief moment later. Michelle Gomez plays Missy, as we mentioned. Chris Addison plays Seb, the uh, administrator type of person. Ingrid Oliver plays Osgood. She was recently in The Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson, and then in Last Christmas with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. You mentioned uh, Gemma Redgrave as Kate 
F. Bridge Stewart. She is the niece of Vanessa Redgrave, and we will definitely see her again. Sanjeev Bashar plays Colonel Ahmed. He was in one episode of The Sandman on Netflix, and he played uh, he played Kane. And then he was Jed Malik in Yesterday, and the father of Jack Malik, the guy that uh, only know in a world where nobody knows of the Beatles, this one guy knows all the Beatles songs. Antonio Buffel plays the boy who has no speaking lines, and then Nick Frost plays Santa Claus. I just realized the Jolly Green Giant stole Santa Claus's ho ho ho, but in a different context. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. It's about vegetables, <laughs> or it's about farming with a hoe. Right. Well, did, were this, was the giant first with fee fi fo fum, or was Santa first with ho ho ho? No, I was at the Jolly Green Giant. You know, right. from the but but ho, they're kind of Green yeah. Giant. Yeah. Fee fi fo fum was Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah. But that, yeah, so I mean, that's more like giants talk like that. So to right, Santa, right. Yeah, like maybe, maybe, when, maybe whatever company that Green Giant was, um, they were like, well, we can't use Fifo Farm. That's copyright and cannibalism. God, yeah. Frank, what are you thinking right now? <laughs> I'm gonna go away again. Fifo Farm and cannibalism is what I'm listening to. Frank has just uh, joined our sister podcast. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> All right. So death in heaven, does it live up to the promises set up or presented in dark water? The previous episode. It's a yes or no question. <laughs> you know, I think they're, they're not quite as linked as some other two-parters and i just mean like thematically and action wise like they do have separate plots that are dependent on each other but they aren't really like they are definitely two different episodes i think i like this episode better because there's more action like the first episode is really like slower plotting like setting all the pieces in place so i'll say yes because this like paid off with all the action scenes and Cybermen flying and all the promises of the previous episode were paid off here. And I want to say I'm opposite of Auburn in that I like the first episode better. And I thought they were tied together more mm. because in a lot of other two episodes, they solve the problem within a few first seconds and then go on to a different type of problem going on with it. And this one, they did bring in a unit, which I thought was a great deal, getting all those people, so really hyped it up, solving that problem. But that problem just grew and expanded. It's still the same problem, just the immediate part of it. You know, they stopped, kind of. But then it, they went, the Cybermen flew and went on. So it's like they didn't really stop it, and it continued the story. So since I'm opposite of Auburn, I'm going to say yes, because I agree with you <laughs> in that it does live up to what it was going to say, whether or not you really liked how it lived up to it, but it did complete the other story. So I think from both points of view, we both say yes. I just thought that was interesting. Mm. Brian. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first episode, the first part of this, what was it called? Mini uh, Dark Water did not really promise much. So the stuff that it did set up, yes, it it lived up to that. I feel like this episode had more than the previous episode, and yes, it it um, 
what the little that it did set up, it closed and fulfilled. And yes, yep. Uh, yes, but not very well, which is pretty much what you guys are saying. I, I feel like this is just one big episode. Obviously, it sort of is, but um, I don't. I still enjoy. I still like it. I only feel things aren't the best after the fact, like the thing with the bracelet, where oh, that's really great that he did that. But what the hell's up with that bracelet? Well, like this. So everything that I don't like about it is connected to something I do. Um, but it but it does tie a knot on everything episode one presented. I think. Yeah, for me, this definitely does uh, feel like they're they're one episode because when we were talking about them, or we were talking about just dark water, there were so many things that I was like, oh, I have to wait. I have, we're not there yet. Right. So this is definitely a two-parter. Is it a two-parter I like? Not really. Is it a two-parter I revisit? No. Is it a two-parter I hear people talk about? Not really. But it is a two-parter, and it does set up things in Dark Water that they do pay off in uh, Death in Heaven, especially with the Cybermen walking out of uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. St. Paul's Cathedral. Uh, so we do get uh, that sort of cliffhanger resolved of why Missy has all those Cybermen come out of there. So, yeah. so that wraps up Death in Heaven. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and we'll see you next time when the future becomes the present. You just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. Additional music is by Damiel Peggio. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn, and you can find him at auburnbinkley.com. You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to support Who New Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, subscribe to us on Amazon Music. And then ask your Amazon device to play your podcast subscriptions. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. And we got the cloud going now. Nice. All right. <clears throat> all right, we're ready. Wait, I'm going to sit crisscross applesauce just so you guys know we can't even there. tell uh, how politically correct <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>